ready. Hey, y'all. I'm Camille. I'm Jessica. And we are highly hormonal. Woo! Here we are. Yep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. In real life, uh, we are recording this mid-January. And this will release in a couple of weeks. But right now, uh, in the south, in Mississippi, we are iced in. And it is just a big old crap fest outside. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's a mess. I feel a mess. Everything's a mess. Uh, my life feels chaotic, even though nothing is happening because we're all stuck inside. <laughs> so if I'm a little unhinged today, y'all just look past me. Just forget it. <laughs> yeah, if you are only privy to the highly hormonal conversations we have every day before we start this. Podcast. Oh, yes. So Camille right, is in a ghost town and uh, yes. she's got ice and I've got snow, but my life is normal. I mean, my kids aren't in school. That's driving me nuts. But like we have open stores and businesses and food and all of the things. Yeah. So we had to make a run, take our son and daughter-in-law to Walmart yesterday. And it was like mid pandemic. I mean, like the shelves were empty. There was like, it, it was just, it was bad. It, it was crazy looking. And there's only a few places that are open. And anyway, it's just, it's getting to be a lot. And then the town we live in, small town, very small town. Every business is a family owned small business. And these people aren't able to open. And I mean, our family owned small business isn't able to open either. And because it requires travel and by our staff and you can't financially make money for the week if you've got to be closed for a week. And then that means none of your staff's getting paid. You're not getting paid. You're, I mean, like it is, it's a little cray cray around here right now, but it's okay. We're, we're all going to be okay. It, it's going to be fine. <laughs> but like I said, it may be a little unhinged today. It's okay. Well, Camille, Go ahead and take the floor. What are you wearing, watching, reading, eating, listening to? All of those things. Well, I am wearing these same clothes I have had on for several days. <laughs> well. Because I do not have uh, water right now. Our water has frozen. We do have electricity and heat. Thank you, Lord. So, I mean, I'm not, look, I'm complaining, but I'm not complaining. You get me? But... <laughs> Anyway, so I'm wearing pretty much the same clothes on repeat, especially when I have to go outside and it's like six degrees outside. All the snow clothes. Drinking coffee all day until cocktail time. Cocktails 10 in the morning start. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it depends. It just depends. I am eating pretty much everything in our entire house. <laughs> just, you know. Whatever. Yeah. We've watched a lot of TV. Uh, we watched uh, True Detective. We had never seen it before. So we started at season one. The seasons are standalone, but I'm one of these crazy people that has to watch things in chronological order or read th books in a series in chronological order. Even if they are standalone, I don't care. Gotcha. I still have to do it in the order in which it was <laughs> put out. So Anyway, so we started True Detective, and it's creepy, like, thriller, psychological, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. dark. Anyway, 
what am I reading? You would think I would have read already like four or five books. Guess what? Hadn't read a thing. Too busy. got no motivation. Too busy eating. I do not have any motivation right now. So <laughs> that is where the crazy is landing today. Okay. So Jessica, tell me, what are you reading, watching, wearing, eating, doing? What's up, girl? Drinking Sprite Zero, Winter nice. Spice Cranberry. It's yeah. going to be making an appearance for a long time. Okay. <laughs> Although I'm drinking the hell out of them. I really need to slow down. I'm wearing a sweatshirt. Imagine that, right? It says a well-read woman. Cute. Try not to, try not to flash y'all if you're watching on YouTube. It's a dangerous creature. Oh, so, cute. Okay, I like it. It was a Christmas gift from a dad and stepmom. I'm making a lot of noise over here. I've got a weird setup today. My microphone is next to all kinds of crap. They got it from Etsy. I wish I could shout out the shop it came from, but I don't know. But it's really cute. Uh, I don't know what the hell I was talking about. Eating. Okay, so help me God. Y'all, I'm the same person as always. Uh, <laughs> potato soup. Made potato soup because there's lots of snow on the ground and it feeds us for a really long time. Drank lots of coffee this morning, and then right before we came to record, I decided I needed potato soup. I don't know. I wasn't even that hungry, but then I decided, well, what if I'm up here for a long time talking, and then I get hungry? So, potato soup. It was delicious, and my husband and I are going out of town, so it'll feed at least my son. No one else but my son. He'll eat it for a long time, so that's good. I'm about to start a new book. haven't decided what I'm going to read, but I did finish... A Flicker in the Dark by Stacey Willingham. Okay. I think I've already mentioned it once. It was good. She just had a new book come out at the time of this recording, like two days ago, I think. It's mm -hmm. The Lucky something. Okay. I don't know. God forgive me. That was the first book I've ever read by her. So this book that just came. So Flicker was her first book. Then she's got a second one. And then the third one just released a few days ago. Nice. Okay. Have you read A Flicker in the Dark? No, I haven't. I've heard good things about it. Read it. Okay. It's good. So, like, because Camille and I both like Geneva Rose, mm -hmm. and we like how she writes, like, I'm now, like, a Stacey Willingham fan for life. Okay. And, like, she better cool. write 50 more books because I want to read them all. So, <clears throat> gotcha. who knows? I might start her third book. Although I'm like you, I feel like I should read the second one before I hop to the third one. And the third one may not be as interesting to you because most of her characters, book one and two, she said were like 30-ish 30-ish year old women, but this yeah. new one is college age kids. Yeah, but the I twist, mean, I know you're not real into young adult, but I don't know that the writing yeah. is young adult though. The twist was good. I don't want to compare the two because they're very uniquely their own people. But she reminded me of Geneva Rose okay. because I thought I had it figured out. And then uh, I was like, yeah. no, I don't. Because like the perfect marriage, I had no idea. That yeah, one got me. Woo, me too. Stacy's book, though, A Flicker in the Dark. Man, I thought maybe. And then I was like, no. It's this. And then it just kept building. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm right. I'm right. And then it gets uh -huh. to it and you're like, oh, I am not right. Holy <laughs> shit. Wait, I kind of was right in the beginning, but then I wasn't sure. 
Uh -huh. It's like, no, it's okay. So I got that, but that was wrong, but this is right. And that's not right either. It was good. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I liked it. It was like the roller coaster. Yeah. Um, nice. Nice. Watching. So I, I still don't watch a lot of TV just at bedtime. Russell went to bed before me the other day because he was just like plum worn out. Like I get it. Yeah. Taking care of animals in the snow is a lot um, mm -hmm. and freezing temperatures. So we have automatic waters, but our plumber didn't do some stuff right either. And so two of them messed up. So then we had to get heaters and then found out heaters weren't working. And so then we were packing water from our house, from my bathtub, from my soaker tub. <laughs> Anyways, it's fine. Like we've got life figured out now. It was just, you know, lots of money yeah. later and lots of crazy trips packing water. But Russell put on, I, I had to Google it when you were talking about your show, The Trust. It's on Netflix, mm -hmm. The okay. Trust, A Game of Greed. I watched like three episodes. He put it on and fell asleep instantly, and I walk in there, and I'm like, what the hell is this? And then next thing you know, I was going to read, but then I start watching this damn show. Yeah. Apparently, because I missed the opening, like that first half where they explained it, but basically I got the gist that there's a large sum of money in a mm -hmm. vault they're like mm -hmm. on a little private island or some little piece of paradise in a mansion, just living their best lives. And they vote like survivor. If you want to vote somebody out of the trust. Right. And so they get kicked out of the house and they don't get the opportunity to win the money, but okay. you cannot vote. And so everybody stays. And at the end, that money has grown and you all split it up. Um. But they're like little games and things they do. And like two people go to the vault and they get in there and they can be greedy and take money for themselves or they can choose not to take the money, but then they have to like do something that might turn people against them. So basically whoever goes, it's, it's lose, lose. You take money and they're mad because now they don't have the opportunity to win that large amount or you give immunity to somebody. Well, you didn't pick, 10 other people in the house. So them 10 people are mad, you know, so they, it's oh, kind of, yeah. okay. it's you. very manipulative. The host is very manipulative and mm -hmm. I don't like that. Maybe that's like what trash TV is all about though, but she like is doing things to turn them against each other and to create drama. But I mean, that's mm -hmm. what they want, right? They don't want everybody to just, Oh, I don't want to vote. I want us to all win the money. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know, yeah. but there was a twist Somehow mm -hmm. it came out that one of the people in the house is a millionaire. Oh. And so, you know, they don't think that he deserves it. And there's this girl in there. She's the only person I remember her name. Her name is Julie. She is the fakest, just trashiest, look uh -huh. at me, attention-seeking whore I've ever seen on TV yeah, in my life. Is. And I can't deal with her. So I was like... Don't turn that show back on because I can't help but to watch it. And Julie like sucks my soul and I just can't. <laughs> so maybe that's up your alley. Uh, I'm not listening to any new podcasts. Just the same old stuff. Yeah. I don't know. It's just normal, but snowy and cold. Yeah. That's it. I understand. No, um, you've got it way worse than me. So well, I should be the one understanding to you. My life is still... It's just cold, it's, but it's normal. And I like the cold. So, I look at damn mess. And I, I mean, I like, I mean, I don't mind bundling up and walking to town and all that and taking the dogs out. Like, that stuff doesn't bother me. But 
I don't like not being able to, you know, work, like have our, our staff work because I know their stories. I know who they are. I know some of their situations and that you want to provide for that again. Yeah. You, you don't have to. Anyway. Yes. You care about them and you want to take yes, care of them. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. We care about them. And it bothers me that we can't this week take care of them like we want to. Right. You know, anyway. But you got good staff and I think they know. Yeah, I know I them knowing that. and being understanding doesn't change their circumstance, but they're right. This is out of your control. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I know it. It's just, it's been tough. Today's the first day I've really gotten really upset about it because we realized that we're going to have to be. I mean, it's going to be a solid week. Like we're going to have to be closed for several more days. And that bothers. I thought at first it was like one or two days and we'd be all right. Mm -hmm. And then now it's basically going to be eight or nine days total. And that bothers me. Gotcha. Anyway. Okay. Moving right along. Today's topic is motivation. And today I have zero. Me too. <laughs> I have Camille zero. doesn't have I'm water. All and I do emotions. Look at me. Yeah. I've well, got water. I look a hot mess. Camille looks whew, like she's going to go exercise and walk yeah, in. Well, and, I'm not. and you don't have water. Like I just uh, obviously I'm motivation too. Oh my gosh. Okay. Motivation. Did mm -hmm. you have time to look up any research on motivation? I'm not motivated. Else? I wasn't motivated yeah. to research. <laughs> I had to research motivation. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I did start to look, okay? I did start to look it up. And it is just, not that there's not research out there. There is. But it's just very sure. subjective. And it seemed very situational. So I found, I did find some generic stuff, but it, it wasn't, I don't know. I didn't think it was interesting. But then there's all this information about what motivates women to work out? What motivates women to save money? What mo It's like all these different things. But yeah. like without citing a source, like overall, it looked like money and success was a motivator. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Sometimes money, not just in the aspect of getting money, but like tying money up. Like I can relate mm -hmm. to that. Like if I pay for a workout program or something okay. like yeah. in the short term money wise, I feel like I need to use it. You get a gym membership and that comes out of my account every month and I don't even see it. No, well, there's some motivation there. Mm -hmm. okay. So I don't know. It looks like success, success motivates people. Money motivates people. But like okay. it's it's situational. It depends on what you're trying. That's to what I was going to ask you. Do you feel like it's more situational, mm -hmm. or because I do, I feel like it's situational because I feel like at certain times in life we're mo we're more more motivated. Mm -hmm. I cannot talk either. Apparently today we're more motivated based on are we you know in college and we want to hurry up and get that degree. Or and get that job so we can move on. Are we in a relationship, you know, a serious relationship, and that mm -hmm. motivates us to make it work or work harder because we want the success that comes success that comes mm -hmm. with the relationship, maybe a marriage down the road or children. As parents, 
is it situational? You know, like we're motivated to make sure our kids are successful as well. You know, we want to make sure they are involved in activities or church or community or excel at school or things like that, you know? So I do feel like it's situational and I feel like we go through times where it's natural to be unmotivated mm -hmm. and those are situational as well. I mean, granted, this is a perfect example <laughs> where we are in weather wise right now. People are unmotivated to do anything, Correct. right? Because it's cold outside. <laughs> the streets are not the best, you know, I mean, I get it. And so I don't know how be, how things like that, though, being unmotivated affects affects your mood. What do you think? Like, seriously, is it your mood that affects your motivation or your motivation affects your mood? Chicken or the egg, you know, which came mm -hmm. first? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I was, as soon as you said that, I started thinking, well, what is it? Is my mood that impacts my motivation or my motivation that impacts my mood? I think it's my oud, my, my oud, my oud. <laughs> this is going to be the most screwed up <laughs> If y'all are going to hang with us, just hold on. <laughs> mood. I think my mood impacts yeah. how motivated I am. Right. Because, I mean, just the, the word motivation, like you've got to be motivated to do something. Well, if I'm not in a positive mood, I'm not as mm -hmm. motivated. If I don't feel as creative, I'm not as motivated to like put all my thoughts out on paper or to write in my agenda and like, you know, my planner and all of those things. Like, so I think it's my mood that probably impacts my motivation. And I'm the opposite of a lot of people. I know there's like a lot of seasonal depression this time of year because it is dark and it is gloomy and the days are short and like there's ice and snow and crap and people don't want to go out. And it's funny because I'm the opposite. If it's rainy and dark and gloomy and whatever, like I am more motivated to do things. Like I have been more excited to go get coffee outside of my home than I am when it's sunny. I'm more motivated to go to Barnes and Noble and walk around yeah. the bookstore. I was in Nashville the other day and it was like a freaking wind storm and yeah. rain and yuck. And you know what? I'm like, let's go try this new restaurant we've never been to. How fun. Let's go to this bookstore we've never been to. Have and you know I drug my husband uh -huh. a lot. Uh -huh. And yeah. he's he's not thinking it's fun. I mean, there was food involved, so he was cool with that. But he was like, right. you know, he wasn't happy and motivated like I was. So I think mood uh -huh. impacts it. I mean, do you agree, disagree? I do. I think so. Because, like, for instance, today, I've like I told you or before we got on here, I've been emotional about our whole, you know, business situation this week because I feel like, people rely on us, you know, mm -hmm. and I feel like we are out of our control. We can't serve them like we want to this mm -hmm. week. Okay. So because of that, my mood is way down, which makes me less motivated to do anything today. Mm -hmm. There's still lots of stuff I can do in my house, right? I can, there's lots of stuff I need to organize, clean, move, you know, I mean, there's tons of stuff I could do, but 
I feel like my mood is down. I don't want to do anything. Mm -hmm. So I definitely feel like that. For instance, at the beginning of all of this, right before we got this weather. So last week I was supposed to be going to Alaska mm -hmm. and our trip got canceled because it came across the Bering Sea and hit Alaska first. Okay. And this, you know, winter storm, blizzard, everything that was out there. And so I had was in the, I was almost finished packing, obviously, when we got the news less than 24 hours before my flight that we weren't going. So everything is still spread out everywhere as if I was still going. I mean, like mm -hmm. as if I was in the middle of packing. So, but I have, because of that, that one thing, I have not been motivated to put that stuff away, to unpack, to or reorganize that, to move all that stuff out of the way. I just keep walking around it. <laughs> I mean, so is ridiculous. that is that not typical of you? Like when you, I mean, obviously it's not like trips get canceled, but like coming home from a trip, same concept. You've got a, a suitcase, things that need to be put away. Do you put it away immediately? I don't even sit down until I have everything put away completely unpacked everything every time we go somewhere um, <laughs> when i come home from any trip whether it's a weekend a week long it doesn't matter i unpack before i ever sit down i bring everything in i unload i unpack i put everything where it belongs i reset for instance if i've used almost all my shampoo out of my little shampoo container. I put mm -hmm. more shampoo. I mean, I literally unpack reset before I ever sit down. Yeah. So for me to Ooh. not unpack any of this stuff shows you how unmotivated I am right now. And that is, I think that's very unlike me just mm -hmm. in general. Yeah. I've always been a very motivated person kind of intrinsically motivated person. That's what I was going to talk about. External versus internal motivations, mm -hmm. right? So I've always pretty much been a person intrinsically motivated where, yeah, you can give me awards and things like that. And you can tell me good job and I can earn a paycheck when I work a job. But I also like in my mind want to feel accomplished, so mm -hmm. if I set out to do five things today and I don't get all five done, that bothers me because I'm motivated to get those five things done. So it's been weird for me, like this whole not going on this trip and then now stuck in the house. I don't know. It's just been a crazy two weeks. Well, I want to ask weird. you something and don't feel obligated to answer. So you started some newish medications not that long ago. Mm -hmm. right, Do you right, feel right. like that has altered this motivation or your mood? No, it's hormone supplemental therapy because I'm in that stage of life where, I mean, I'm mm -hmm. menopause, so it's fine. It's, I, honestly, I can't say. If I feel like that's really affected it or not, because I have not felt that much change. Now I've been doing it for two months. I don't know that I felt that much change overall. Okay. I mean, I might have to like ask my husband who's with me 24 seven, if he's noticed a lot of change, mm -hmm. but I haven't 
felt it like I thought I would. Okay. So I don't know. That's a very good question. I'll have to I'll have to poll him later on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he just said you do not want to do that. Well. <laughs> I think I've been more weepy. Mm -hmm. I've cried and like been more weepy recently, but okay. Know. I'm just in a weird place. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. But, I mean, but you're allowed to be. You're you're allowed to be in a weird place. And yeah. Well, yeah. and we all are, right? And that's what I mean by situational. I think it has a lot to do with situational. Well, because like even you've had two like major things happen. Yeah. A, yeah. A once in a lifetime trip that you have really been looking forward to literally yeah. gets canceled last minute. Like as last minute as any trip I've ever known of could be canceled traveling that far away. And yeah. so during this time, you should have just been getting back, but you never went. And like during the time of so you were should have been gone, you get yeah. all this nasty weather and it impacts yeah. your day to day living right. it has impacted your home and like repairs mm -hmm. that are going to have to happen now in the future it's impacted your business which trickles down and impacts your employees and stuff so that's like a whole lot of things that's a lot of major yeah. things all at one time yeah and like i'm not i don't cope with stress super well like i it can be overwhelming for me so like just talking and saying these things that aren't even happening to me but are happening to you it's overwhelming for me to think about your mm -hmm. mental state of how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, anyway, I know. And I, so situationally, and I, I think it's okay that you're yes. unmotivated. Yes, exactly. But because of these two situations back to back, I'm super unmotivated, you know, mm -hmm. things that I would normally do on a day-to-day -day basis. I just don't have any desire to do them. I don't care. It's like, I but, feel like I don't care. And I know I do care. I think on the flip side, though, we know, I know it's going to be a few days away, but we know, like, say next week, mm -hmm. things are going to transition and you're going to be busy. Yeah. It, yeah. Your, yeah. your business will be probably busier than it was because of this yeah. loss, this downtime. People are going to utilize it more. So yeah. it's going, you're going to be busier. Your employees are going to be busier. So you're going to be forced into to being motivated and doing all these things. Mm -hmm. And I think, mm -hmm. not that I think you have to be forced to do anything. I know situationally right now you're not motivated, but you're one of the most motivated go-getting people that I know. So I think mm -hmm. this flip will just transition you back into your, it'll give you a push yeah. to get back into your normal every day. I can see that. I mean, I can see that. I haven't thought about it like that, but I can definitely see that. I'm being, hmm. Yeah, I just haven't thought about it that way, but you're right. And I mean, honestly, I probably just need to take advantage of the downtime right now. But <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's hard when I wasn't expecting it. If I had planned downtime, mm -hmm. I think it would be different. You know what I'm saying? If I had planned that oh, I'm not working for two or three days and I'm going to do this during that time, that's different. It's control. For me, it's control. If yeah. I have control yeah. of the situation and I got to call the shots about I'm not going to be working today or I'm whatever, mm -hmm. like that's okay. But if the control is taken from me, I don't yeah. handle that well because I'm a control freak and I know that about myself. So, 
Yeah. I understand that. Not having I think that's, the control. Mm-hmm. I think you're absolutely right. What do you think motivates people more? Tangible things or intangible things? So like money and trophies and, you know, like items, things they can buy or just knowing you accomplished something you set out to do or the feelings that you get or, I mean, for my, for people that you know, like just people in your life. I mean, we, I, we don't know about everybody. There's no way you can ever split. know about anybody. I'd say it's split. I, I yeah. think, because I think people are so uniquely themselves and so different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think, I think it's split. Like I know people that, care more about that trophy or mm -hmm. whatever that tangible item is of accomplishment or whatever it is. Um, mm -hmm. But then I also know people who are very just self-motivated. They just want to be the best version of themselves mm -hmm. they can be in whatever mm -hmm. situation that is. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I think I flip-flop. I think the majority yeah. of the time, it is more just me wanting to do well for myself or it could me be me wanting to do well because it's something that I've set my sight on to do. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes I'm more motivated when people don't think that I can do it. Mm, okay. And so there's no tangible item other than to, and like, I don't even have to make a post on social media about it. Like it, yeah. it, and I don't even have to like, just knowing that, I mean, like, let's just talk, we'll, we'll use my business, for example. Mm -hmm. um, I just actually talked about this with some friends that were over not that long ago. Our daughters are all friends. So mm -hmm. they're friends, right. friends. So kids were over playing, having fun. And us mamas had charcuterie and wine and hung out and talked and my husband was obviously here too so he was part of it the mamas just love him too so we talked about how we don't have the friends that we used to have and ultimately i think it's because they didn't think our business would be successful um, or as successful as it is i think they just thought we'd fail I just thought that they didn't think we had a chance in hell and that it would like crash and yeah. burn. And because it hasn't, I mean, obviously they weren't friends anyway, because anybody who truly loves and cares about you, they want you to succeed. And people mm -hmm. who jump ship when you do succeed and they're not there with you to experience the highs mm -hmm. and the lows that come mm -hmm. with it, like that's not yep. true friends. And so... This maybe makes me a horrible person, but I'm going to say this. Us being successful and, and knowing that it pisses people off motivates me. Okay. okay. It motivates me for myself because at the end of the day, it's my livelihood and it takes care of my family. But the fact that of I know course. that it probably chaps somebody's butt out there, like not just someone, mm -hmm. like, but people in particular that yeah. I know that I have supported them in their endeavors and mm -hmm. they do not support me in any of mine. They don't listen to this podcast either, but they know yeah. it exists because right. they want to be happy for me. And the fact that it makes them miserable makes me happy. And that probably says a whole lot about me, but I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> just leave that right there. But I think, you know what? My husband is very much a person who tell him he can't do something and he'll show you otherwise. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, and especially as a young 
man, he was very much that way. I mean, like one of the prime examples in his lifetime is that, you know, when he went into the military, he 108 pounds, 108 pounds right out of high school, went into the military. And he said, when the, he talking to the recruiter, he's talking to the recruiter and he was like, if I can't go all the way through and be a green beret in the special forces, I won't sign up. And the, everybody was like, you can't do, you weigh 108 pounds, dude. Like you're never going to do this. And he was like, hide and watch. And that's exactly what he did. So the fact that there were always people along the way in that situation, okay, and uh, in the military who were like, oh, no, you're not strong enough. You're not muscly enough. You don't weigh enough. You, you know, da-da-da-da-da. It just pushed him. It pushed him to prove those people wrong that I can do this. This is something I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I will do it. And he did. And so he's motivated that way, too, in a lot of instances. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not saying that that is the sole driving force. I'm right. sitting here thinking about how this sounds out loud. And it's no, 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 no. It does not sound any kind of way. I mean. But, right. Like, if, if you doubt me, I want to prove you wrong. I'm proving mm-hmm. a lot to myself, but I'm also, in the same sense, proving you wrong. But mm-hmm. I also, at the end reap all the benefits and I am not like I said reaching out or even making posts on social media to like rub it in these people's faces like my business still exists and that's enough in a lot of circumstances but like something I was thinking about you talking about Kent and like people in the military the people who are trying to get him to sign his life away right are not saying right right supportive things um year one the farm was open one of my elementary and middle school teachers came to the farm. I grew up with this woman. I'm not going to say her name, but I grew up with her, went to church with her. So she was my teacher. So I seen her Monday through Friday. And then I seen her on Sunday too. Um, you know, so she was in my life. I went to a very small school, like preschool through eighth grade in the same building. So yeah. even when she wasn't my teacher, I was aware of who she was. Like, you knew everybody. Sure. It was a little bitty school. I was in beta. I made really good grades. I was like salutatorian, which I know it wasn't Valley Victorian. Camille was Valley Victorian. No, I was not. Your son was. My son was. I thought you were too. I thought it was no, like I was salutatorian. Okay. I was One. Okay. Yeah. I was not number two in high school, but I was in eighth grade. There was like 32 of us or something like that's not a big but all of this to say I was a good kid I mean I was going to church with this woman on Sunday when I was in her presence at school I made really good grades I was in beta I was doing all of these things I don't live in that little town anymore and she came and visited my farm with a group of other people, mainly people we went to church with. They all came and supported me, and that was fantastic. But I want you to know, she sought me out, and she told me, I never imagined anything like this for you. This just surprises me so much. I never envisioned you do anything like this, or your life would be anything like this. And I thought, Lots of things I'm not going to say on this podcast. Right. 
I know we got a little explicit, but I, I can't say anything no, I honestly. thought in my head out loud to her. And I thought, yeah. you're a person in the church that I grew up with. And you were a teach. You were my teacher more than one year, and worked with a lot of the things at school that I was a part of, mm-hmm. and obviously was only allowed to be a part of because I was a good kid and made good grades. And in eighth grade, I was voted yeah. most likely to succeed. Basically, it was a slap in the face. She never thought I was going to do anything major with my life. Maybe she didn't mean it the way I took it. Maybe she just never thought of me being a business owner. She never thought that I would have a farm. But I grew up in a farming community. <laughs> but anyway, like I was just like, wow, you didn't think I would do amount to anything. And maybe you didn't yeah. think that amount to anything because she never liked my dad. <sighs> she wasn't really great friends with my mom, but they weren't like not friendly. We went to a little bitty church, you know? And so just like, wow, you just thought that like, I'd never do anything. And you were so surprised. And I was so happy that she sought me out to tell me that because like every time, like we have a really good day, I think about her. Yeah. And I think about that might light a fire under your ass. If you only knew, you know, like <laughs> yeah. every time something yeah. positive happens on you, if she only knew, which I'm not telling her or anybody for that matter. But, you know, I'm just like mm-hmm. somebody that should be supporting you and stuff. A freaking school teacher, a person at your church, just going to tell you as a grown woman doing big things that they never yeah. saw that for you and that they're surprised. I'm really surprised. And I said, well, I said, mm-hmm. a lot of people might be surprised. I I don't know that I ever saw myself as a reindeer farmer. I said, but I'm not surprised to know that I reached out and did something. Yeah. You know, created created the life that you wanted for your, for you and your family. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. So people like that, especially when they show up. Yeah. Tell you to your face. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. For real. Yeah, so I don't know. Before we started recording today, we talked about motivation a little bit. And I was talking about that I'm a procrastinator. And I am a procrastinator. But it got me a scholarship. That's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. That was part of the application process of writing this essay. Writing about something positive Mm -hmm. and negative about you. And basically, like how it maybe how it motivates you or changes you or pushes you forward. Something. Right. I don't remember all the details, but I am a procrastinator because I lack motivation for this reason or that reason. But you know what? Procrastination got me, you know, a debt free education. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not like, I mean, obviously I'm doing things in my life and I'm like not sitting around, not doing anything, but motivation, I think, depending on what it is, comes from really different places. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm feeling creative, I am motivated because I have that spark to do something Mm -hmm. right then, Mm -hmm. to journal, to this, to whatever, however I want to get my creativity out. Yeah, Um, yeah. We, we have talked about dieting and weight loss on here, and we just talked about our resolutions and, and actually our goals. Go back and listen to those episodes now if you haven't. That's right. <laughs> I said that this is the first year that I didn't do anything weight-related. Uh-huh. But, like, I've 
I'm wearing pajama pants right now. I had to wear real pants and go in public the other day and not sweatpants. Mm-hmm. Like I put on blue jeans and I don't know why, but I bought a pair of jeans that have no stretch. It was the first pair of jeans in probably a decade I've bought that don't have some kind of little give to them. Like these suckers are straight thick denim. There ain't no give. And sliding them up over my hips was a whole different experience. And I was like, oh. And then when you go to button, there's no stretch to get that button to touch. It was like it, mm-hmm. it, you had to for, I had to force it. And I was like, yeah. So that was a little motivating, Mm -hmm. but not so motivating that I'm going to pay for a program or this or that or whatever. But I did look up at home workouts and I did start journaling what I'm eating, not Mm -hmm. counting, not counting calories, not doing anything like that or macros or anything. Just so I am aware of the crap that I'm eating. So just kind of be mindful. So like tight blue jeans motivate me. Mm hmm. Yeah, and when I got all of my ski clothes out to pack for this Alaska trip that I didn't wind up going on, and none of them fit from two years ago, that motivated me. And then all this other happened, and I went kind of, my mood went in the crapper. And mm-hmm. so that motivation went out the window because the low mood and the disappointment of these two weeks were greater than the motivation to do better and eat better. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it was like this weird thing. Like I was like, Oh, this makes me so mad. I cannot believe it. You know? Okay. But guess what? I didn't course correct at all because the mood and disappointment and frustration of these two weeks, I let that be my motivator to just eat crap. Mm-hmm. Eat the worst kind of junk and, I, you know, and eat all day long. That's why mm-hmm. I, I said earlier, what am I eating? All of the things in our house. Everything. Literally mm-hmm. all of the things in our house Those that normally don't go. bother me, that normally I wouldn't gravitate towards. Girl, eh, I'll eat them. Sure. Why not? Peppermints. I had, when the kids came over, all the girls come over and their moms come over, <sighs> Belinda, I know you're listening. My mother-in-law at Christmas brought <laughs> yeah. over, if you're on YouTube, you can see my hands, how big. These big containers oh. of oh, yeah. those soft peppermints. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're a addicting. Like those. Yeah, I I, a lot of people like them. those. Okay, well, I didn't mm-hmm. open them on purpose because I'd eat the bucket. So when these moms and kids were coming over, we had all these little tins, actually, from Belinda. She put... It was part of our Christmas presents. So I had the, the decorative tins left over. And so I filled them up with peppermints and I set them out in the kitchen, the dining area. Mm-hmm. Nobody ate them because we had wine and charcuterie. Okay. So that's what we ate. We all basically had an entire jar of fig jam. Like the moms discovered fig jam was like the shit because it is. Mm-hmm. They, I just like in the process of straightening up, I just lined them up beside my oven so, like, every time I go cook, I'm, like, opening and put, eating peppermints and eating peppermints. And the next thing you know, I've got two peppermints in my mouth at the same time. And I'm, like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Pep, you know, yeah. eating, like, uh-huh. 10, 15 peppermints. So, yeah, like, this mindless, just eating everything because I'm bored and I'm inside. Like, mm-hmm. if I would be running errands, I'm not doing it now because the kids are at home. 
So like I, yeah. I am doing home chores and taking care of kids and like, I can't, I don't have the freedom to just walk out the door. So I'm like, I'm just yeah. eating, I'm eating crap too. Yeah. All the things. Russell last night was like, I got sweet tooth. What we got sweet. And I'm sitting here thinking like way too much, way too much, like <laughs> way too much stuff. Whatever you could think of is probably in yeah. there. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So I think, I think motivation is situational for me, but I do think most of the time it comes really almost from the endorphins and the high of accomplishment. I know not everybody feels that way, but like you were talking about, if you've got a to-do list with five things, if you don't do them, you feel bad. But if mm. you do, do you not feel accomplished? Like, yeah. and that's, yeah. I know that sounds probably trivial to <clears throat> some people who are not motivated this way, but like uh, thinking about like reindeer, because this is what I know. Right. If they need their hooves trimmed and we're like, okay, today we're trimming everybody's hooves. Right. Most of them are good with trimming their hooves. A couple of them are not. And so mm -hmm. it sounds very trivial, but when we go and we go out there and we trim all of their hooves, I feel mm -hmm. like I just like won the Boston Marathon or something. I like, and this is part of Everyday care, obviously not everyday care. We're not trimming hooves every day. That's something sure, that happens sure. every couple of months, like for the whole herd. Right, right. But I'm just like it's it's funny because after we do something major, major air quotes mm -hmm. with the reindeer, my husband's always like, "Say it, go on and say it." I'm waiting on you to say it, and I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "You say this every time we do something with with the reindeer okay. or something big outside." And I'm like. What is it? And he's like, you know what it is because you naturally you just want to say it. You say it all the time. And I was like, we did some shit. And he's like, that's it. And so I'm, <laughs> I just feel like so accomplished. And I do feel an endorphin high. Like it is this release. Like I accomplished something major. And mm -hmm. even though that's not major, I don't know. I feel good when I do those things. Yeah. If I set a goal and I do it, no matter how trivial of trimming hooves or I'm going to do three loads of laundry today because it's so backed up. If I get all three loads done, it's done, but I like feel good. So I think like the motivation is an endorphin release for me of feeling yeah. good, feeling good about myself because I feel like we, and maybe this is just my assumption or my reality, but we live in this world, especially with social media Everybody's telling you how to feel or what to do or setting goals for you of this is what success is. This is what beauty is. This is what accomplishment is. I think this just societal pressures and people telling you of what that is, but you having your own definition and feeling good for yourself. I yeah. think there's a lot to that. It is funny. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I feel like that too. Well, this has really been a good conversation in spite of how it started and me about to come unglued. Uh, I have managed to hold it all together <laughs> and I didn't cry this episode. So, you know what? Win-win. That's, that's going to be my accomplishment for the day. So I guess cocktail is up next. I guess I'm done. I'll just go drink a cocktail. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> what alcohol's in the house? What cocktail are you having? Because you know that you... Uh, the liquor store is probably not open. So well, it's, it's, all, it's all here. We are always stocked up in that that department. <laughs> Anything particular calling your name? I love an old fashioned. I have always loved old fashions, and I just that's 
that's kind of my go-to. So, you know, we'll see. But <laughs> the other day, <laughs> I drank some wine at like 10.30. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you're going to drive. Oh, anywhere. gosh. I mean, whatever. And you I mean, drive I in, you had no accomplishment. You had nothing to do outside that time. I was walking. <laughs> so, you know, it was what it was. Anyway, mm -hmm. be all right. Well, thank y'all for hanging in there. I know this has been all over the place, and I'm literally, sorry. literally all. <laughs> I don't know if we answered it. What I motivates? Don't think we know. I don't know if we did or not. This episode was self care for Camille and I, so y'all were just along <laughs> for the ride. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So, in conclusion, we're self motivated uh -huh. mainly. Yeah, just do. just setting goals and accomplishing them makes us feel good. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. Well, thank y'all. Please find us on socials. I will try to list everything in the description. And thanks for hanging with us. I mean, we love it. We're having such fun. Even though sometimes it sounds like we have lost our minds. Uh, we're just having a good time. And uh, if you need to reach out to us with any show ideas, we would love that at highlyhormonal at gmail.com. Find us on all our socials. And if you're watching on YouTube, uh, hit the subscribe button and leave a comment. Tell us what motivates you. Maybe you are not self-motivated like Camille and I are. Maybe something else. And there's nothing wrong with that. If money motivates you, whatever. I mean, getting a trophy, you know, that blue ribbon. I don't know. Whatever motivates you. Let us know. For yeah. Sure. Thanks for following right. along because full transparency, Camille said it looks like we ain't got it together. But y'all know I'd, I'd never do. So this is just. <laughs> life this is just life with jessica over here it's never too <laughs> all right well thanks y'all we will catch you next week bye yeah bye